Eagle Nation, you're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. All right, Eagle Nation, welcome back to Gotta Talk, uh, Season 2, Episode 2, where we will be break- breaking down the East Division of the Sun Belt. Um, Matt here, joined as always by Cody. What's going on, Cody? Not a whole lot, man. Just ready to get this one going. All right. So uh, if, if you didn't check out the last episode, please do that. We broke down the West Division of the Sunbelt Conference. Um, you know, who, who we think is going to win, uh, who we think might be uh, taking a step back, and who we think uh, might kind of be the Cinderella team. So go check that out if you haven't. Um, and l- let's get into this, Cody. But the, the East Division, obviously, uh, Georgia Southern's division, um, easily the, the the best of the two divisions um, in the Sun Belt. Um, but a lot of question marks this year. Um, you know, uh, uh, some some coaching changes. You know, at the top with uh, perennial powers and uh, App State and Troy. Um, so you know, it's uh, just a lot of. Um, you know, unanswered questions of, of, of what will happen there. Um, you know, uh, got some great talent returning, um, you know, especially the quarterback positions of those two schools. Um, also got some schools like uh, Coastal that, that, that might make a run and um, kind of be uh, that, that, you know, Cinderella team and, and take that ne- next step forward as, as they transition into uh, FBS play and, and finally make that, you know, uh, ever-eluding uh, bowl game. Um, so let's kick things off, Cody. Um, we will talk about, uh, unfortunately, um, we'll, we'll start just like we did with the West, um, with, with the champion of, of the East in, in 2018. And they were the overall Sunbelt champion and that's the Appalachian state mountain deer. So, um, let's talk about them. Uh, we'll start at that quarterback position. Um, you got, uh, Zach Thomas, who obviously missed some games, uh, knocked out early in the game against us last year uh, when we knocked them uh, out of their uh, first ever ranking after just uh, you know four days. Um, but he returns, and I think is probably hands down, uh, Cody, the, be- the best quarterback in the league now that uh, Justice Hansen has gone from Arkansas State. Yeah, definitely. He, he it's it's as far as quarterback goes, he sets the he sets the bar. Um, and so he's going to be a formidable opponent uh, when we play them uh, later on in the season. Um, but this App State team, man, it's full of talent, both sides of the ball. Offense, defense, special teams, it's it's loaded. The only question is is their coaching staff and Ted Roof and Drinkwitz and, and how will that team be able to – or how will that coaching staff, will they, you know, grow? Will they be able to, to take this team to new heights or will they take a step back? That's that's the big question mark that, that nobody knows. And let's talk about Drinkwitz, right? So, I mean, he came off as a coordinator from uh, uh, North Carolina State, NC State. Um, they were explosive on offense, right? Um, so, you, you, you got to think, obviously, there might be, you know, some learning curve, some adjustments there, uh, but you've, you've got an experienced quarterback now in Zach Thomas. You've got a lot of other um, you know, uh, top talent returning on the offensive side of the ball. So you got to think they're probably going to be okay. Um, but with defense, I think that's the biggest question mark, at least for me. Uh, bringing in Ted Roof, um, obviously a ton of experience there. Uh, you know, he, he certainly 
at least from a, a team perspective, has one of the best resumes of any defensive coordinator in the conference. Um, you know, but he, you know, his last couple of stops haven't been great. Um, you know, wasn't great at Tech, uh, certainly wasn't great at um, at NC State. Uh, you know, they, they gave up a lot of a lot of points, a lot of yards. Um, so what – and they're also switching, uh, correct? Uh, so, so, I mean, they're, they're going um, back to the 4-3. The uh, yes and no. So I think they're going to keep it at the three four base is their defense, but they're going to give uh, multiple looks, which is a, a definite change from from years past. So they'll throw different formations out there. So you'll see possibly four three five two stuff like that that um, they typically haven't haven't thrown out there in the past. So the question is, I mean, do you think? And we'll talk about Drinkwitz uh, for sure in a second, but um, do you think that? Ted Roof will kind of turn things around and obviously like a, a very talented he's inheriting a very very talented defense obviously um you know lost uh you know uh, some stars there but um you know wh- where do you kind of see this Mountaineer uh, defense going under Ted Roof well this is this is to me going to be the most interesting part of, of to me of all the coaching changes not just in the east but in in and the whole conference West as well, that this higher. Um, one of the things that made App State so formidable and, and such a tough opponent has been their defense and, and more specifically their speed on defense. And, you know, we have to think that part of that is because of, of just how well that coaching staff and those players knew that 3-4 in and out. Um, if you look at Sloan when he came down here, you know, we put that in and then we also said, well, look, we're not going to complicate things and – you know, that was said more on the offensive side of the ball, but that was also a point on the defensive side of the ball as well here. And we're going to let our guys play fast and let them play downhill. And you saw, you know, the results of it last year. Defense was a lot better. Um, you, you know, you think that with Ted Roof, if he comes in here and he, and he starts to complicate things, you know, does that slow down their defense? Does that make their players question what they're supposed to do out there? And if it does, will that... Um, affect their defense in a negative way and I'd say yes that it will will I see a huge drop off like will it go from like the best defense to the worst defense I don't think so not by a long shot but will I see this defense take a step back I think that's going to be the case I think they're going to take a step back and I think it's going to be a learning curve I think it's going to be one of those things where you might see it 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 might be a little bit of a cluster early I mean it, it, it honestly like if 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 he does in fact try to do too much, um, and and do too much switching and do because like you said, I mean that's that's what made that defense so good. Um, that's what has uh, you know changed uh, our defense for the better. Uh, you know under Scott Sloan, who obviously spent time out there, and um, you know is 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 wind them up, let them loose, let them play fast. So if if you do overcomplicate things, and I think with any coaching staff, um, you know especially some of these older guys uh, that you know kind of think they know it all and have been around the block um they may try to do that um and it may blow up in his face early on and they may have to you know adjust things uh kind of you know a couple games in or or midway through the season um to kind of uh simplify things and and just let them play um but but that's that's really i mean you 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 said it i mean that's that's what made this mountaineer defense uh so good for so long is one consistency with the coaches and and you know we'll we'll talk about that in a second of, of 
you know, this whole staff was taken uh, basically to, to Louisville um, with Satterfield. So um, the continuity there is gone. Um, so I think that will affect everything, but especially defense. Obviously losing uh, Clifton Duck, uh, Tay Hayes, um, you know, on, on uh, in the secondary, that's huge. Um, but I, I, I do think that they will have um, – some growing pains, uh, you know, early on, and might just have to kind of simplify simplify things uh, halfway through if they want to kind of salvage uh, that side of the ball. I do think the the offense will make up for it um, early on. So I'm not saying that it will be a complete cluster where they're just losing games left and right, um, you know, to start. But I, I I think they have potential to have some miscues, give up some huge plays, um, look like a very different defense, uh, you know, early on and, and, and kind of rely on that, um, on Zach Thomas and the high, high powered offense, um, to bail them out. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll just put it, I, I, I'll, I'll kind of reiterate your point, but yeah, I think their defense drops off. And I think, as you said, that the, the offense will step up. Now, the big thing with their offense though, is that, under uh, their last head coach, um, Satterfield, they um, they were more run heavy, right? Like Zach Thomas could th- obviously throw the ball, only have a wide receiving core that's as talented as, as anybody. Um, but they were still kind of a more of a run first uh, style offense. Um, this offense under Drinkwitz though will be more of a pass heavy offense, it's kind of the reverse. So, well, I think they put points on the board. Yes. Um, to me, there's a lot of question marks. The only thing that you can't really question about this team right now is their talent. They are extremely talented, which is why everybody's picking them to finish first in the conference. Um, and and to and with their schedule being as weak as it as it is, um, has a real shot at at a New Year's Six bowl. Um, I would say that would be a legit possibility if Satterfield was still their head coach. That they would probably run the table. If he was still there, um, but I just don't. I don't know what Drinkwitz and, 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 and Ted Roof have, and that that you know. I don't know what they're gonna do and, and how they're gonna. How much have they changed things? Have they disrupted the culture there? Have they have they tried to bring in their own style and and really kind of throw things for a loop? I don't know. Um, if they have, if they throw things off, then then you can really see not only a, a team not really making a. a coming nowhere close to an undefeated season but one maybe even struggling to even finish in the top three in, in this conference um and really kind of questioning you know is this you know have app state kind of all in a in a, in a uh hissy fit and everything like they're wondering what the hell's going on but I, we won't know these these answers to these questions until we see them play um we can just speculate um and and right now that's all we can do and i what I think will happen is that their offense will be decent, their defense will will take us two or three steps back, and you'll see a team that I think will come down to earth really, 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 really fast. Yeah. Which I think honestly will be good for them, right? I mean, I, I think I think for a team like that that has been on that kind of upper uh, upward trend, uh, you know, for for uh, so long now, and they didn't really have that 
they haven't really had that reality check um you know like like we did uh with with uh, you know the the summer's coaching change but and i'm not in any way don't don't uh, misunderstand me i'm, I'm not saying that drinkwitz or, or any of these coaches are going to be a situation like that i know you know obviously i've seen that noise out there on, on on social media and stuff hoping that they make that kind of hire i don't think that's the, this kind of hire I, I think this is a good hire um and you know i i i think there could be some you know, like I said, growing pains with with a defensive coordinator position. But um, other than that, um, I think they'll be just fine based on that talent. Um, and but I I don't I certainly don't see them running the table. I agree with you. I, I think they they had a good shot at that. Um, certainly uh, run the table in Sun Belt. Um, and, and when the conference of Satterfield was still there, but, um, the culture thing is something, you know, we're, we're not there behind closed doors, so we don't know that, but that's, that's something that is easily, uh, you know, uh, looked over and, and, and we know that, um, all of equal nation knows that more than anyone, because obviously that was a, a huge factor in, in those two years there under, under summers, um, that the, the yeah, team has the, to believe. The, I think it's what a lot of things, something that's going kind of unnoticed is just how good of a coach Satterfield was. I don't think people really realized he, when he was first hired on at App State in his first stint there, um, he was the one that were calling plays during their national championship runs. He would, I think he was like the, the quarterbacks coach or he was quarterbacks coach, he was coach posi- to start. Yeah. And then, and then moved yeah, into, he was, he yep. was only, he was only a positions coach, but he was the one calling plays even way back then. Not the offensive coordinator, or not Jerry Moore. He was the one doing it. Um, this guy has a Satterfield is a really, really good coach. He's a good coach. There's a lot of to... parallels with, with Lunsford. I mean, we we know the story of how you know their friends and Lunsford lived in his basement, and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's there's a lot of parallels there. There there really is. You well, know, but but I'm I'm talking about more like the the football mind yeah. of it is yeah, that yeah. is that he's a really, really talented coach when it comes to this schemes and, and how to get players to, to perform at their best and and especially on the offensive side of the ball and you know I don't know if I mean Drinkwitz is is has done really well at his past stops but is he up to Satterfield level I don't I don't I don't think well, so yeah and, and and the thing is too is there's a you can be a good football mind but not a good head coach you know I mean you you can you can be there, and, and, and I mean, he, he's ingrained in the program, obviously. Lunsford was ingrained in the program. Both of them, what they did so well, where, um, you know, maybe in areas where they didn't have the experience. We talked about that with Lunsford. They obviously surrounded themselves with strong coaches um, that, that could bail them out in certain situations. But the biggest thing they brought was that mindset, that mentality, that, you know, changing that culture. And I don't know what they called it up uh, in, you know, App State. You know, we have the Georgia Southern man here, but um, that's that's a huge part of it is that mindset, um, the changing of that culture. And that's something that Satterfield and his entire staff, um, you know, when when they, they lost people to Georgia Tech and they lost people to these other schools, it was next guy up. It was next man in line, right? Um, they had that. Now the whole staff has gone, basically. Um, and I, I, I do think that obviously is, is going to have a big factor. So, um, you know, is, is, is this guy talented? Um, you know, Drinkwitz? Absolutely. Um, but if, if you can't get the kids to buy in, if you, you know, um, 
if it's if you come in with a my way or the highway type you know philosophy and then they're not into it and you lose them or you know you have a couple missteps early on defense with with roof and he's saying let's let's do all four three you know or you know and uh, against the grain of what what we think of, of being kind of multiple um and and they give up huge plays and they get deflated on defense yeah that i mean that you can implode really quickly um so i i, I do think there's possibility for that um there's also possibility that they just keep rolling and pick up almost right where they left off with, you know, um, you know, not really anything noticeable, um, you know, drop off. But um, I, I, the, there will be some some learning curve, you know. The, the but I think they're still going to be a good team, obviously. Um, but it it will they're they're the biggest question mark for me as far as um, you know. We'll talk about Troy here in a second, but. Um, for me, I, I think it's one of those things where it, it, it could be a huge cluster. It could just not work, um, or they, they could just kind of keep rolling with, with minimal uh, disruption. Yep, I agree. So now let's move to Troy. Um, you know, always right there uh, with App State. You know, now last year in the three-team race with us, um, obviously, they, uh, you know, beat us last year, um, which, you know, after that ULM loss, kind of at least derailed our, our chances at uh, Sunbelt title. But they get a new coach, too. Um, so, you know, what what can you kind of tell me about Troy? Um, you know, Chip Lindsey comes in, um, you know, after uh, – you know they they had so much just just like uh, Satterfield at um, at App State. You know they had so much uh, continuity and consistency there um, at uh, as a coaching staff. And you know what? How do you think that will uh, affect um, the the Trojans? I think this coaching change goes sm- more smoothly than the App State Completely coaching change. Agree. Yeah, um, you you know Chip Lindsey is gonna. He, they have an offensive coordinator, but he's going to be the one calling the plays. Um, their defense coordinator was the linebackers coach um, from last year's team, so uh, schematically, pretty much everything's probably going to be pretty much the same, um, which is huge. Their defense will probably will be just as good. Uh, it'll you know their big question mark right now is their I think their quarterback position. They have Caleb uh, Barker coming back from his leg injury. Um, if you remember last year, he started out the season on fire and seemed that he could not throw an incomplete pass. I think his completion percentage was somewhere like in the 70% range, which is just unreal. Um, if he can come back healthy and, and pick up um, Chipolinsky offense and take it from there, uh, they still have, I believe, uh, B.J. Smith, um, who is their running back, top running back from last year. He's going to, you know, he's really, really good. Um to me, if App State falls off, then then this will be the team that 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 probably will ha- more than likely win this division. Um, if our team decides to to not um show up this season or or, or take a step backwards, yeah. but if um, I think I think this coaching change, this coaching hire with Chip Lindsey made more sense. Than hiring Drinkwitz with App State. 
this seemed to be a lot better fit. I agree. I, I, I think it was a home run hire. Um, I know we talked about that, texting back and forth when it happened. Um, you know, I, when all the rumors were circulating and I saw his name come up and I was like, oh man, you know, and um, I, I, I do think that, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it will be completely seamless, um, but I, I think they, I think it is minimal there. I, I, I think Troy uh, getting Barker back, like you said, obviously they lost, uh, you know, a, a quality backup that filled in in Barker's absence and Sawyer Smith, um, you know, he took off for Kentucky. Um, but I mean, Barker's really good. Chip Lindsay's really good. Um, I don't know too much about like the rest of their staff. Um, but I, I think Troy, if, 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 if app falters in the least, I mean, Troy steps in, I mean, without question. And then they're the team to be in the conference. Yeah, I agree with that. They they they're going to be the team to beat. Um, if App State falls, um, any at all, uh, it, this is, like I said, it, the two big things with Troy and App State is not the talent on their team because they have the talent to be very very successful, and both teams have the talent on there to to make runs at, at being a New Year's Six team. Like if you look at. Troy's schedule it's almost as easy as as App State's schedule um their big power five opponent is at Missouri um which we kind of know kinda, game, yeah. yeah I mean well they have Kelly Bryant yeah. who transferred there you know it's in Missouri it's an SEC team so it's you know it it's not like Troy hasn't beat an SEC in the past right they beat LSU a couple right. years ago so you know is that, early? Is that early in the season or no it's october okay. 5th um but it's a the two biggest things is how will these teams adjust to their coaching changes if they adjust well then they're going to be formidable opponents to 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 the face and, and be very very difficult to beat um because i believe we have both of these uh teams yeah we do we have both these teams on the on the oh, road yeah we have we have all so, I mean, name, name a good team in the sunbelt we have them on the road yeah we have them on the road so it's um you know if if these coaching changes if there's some sort of dysfunction if there's some sort of something doesn't click and these teams fall back then that will only aid us uh for sure but um that'll be the big storyline that'll be the that'll be really the only storyline with with both these teams is 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 this coaching you know are the coaching changes yep and and we just have to wait and see yep i agree um Let's see, anything else to note about Troy? I, I have a note here that um, it looks like their their line, uh, their offensive line is pretty stacked. Uh, you know, it's full of veterans. Um, they But their top three receivers are all gone. So that's, that's you know, interesting to note. Um, so, it, I mean – you know both uh, both offensive guys coming in there at at uh, at App and Troy, so so that that really will be the the biggest question. I mean, I'm I'm I don't want to say I'm as excited to see them play as, as Georgia Southern, obviously, but but almost as excited. You know, just to, to see their early games to see how they look. Um, it's it's going to be really really interesting. Yeah, it will be, and see what kind of see how if they're stronger, if they're weaker, if they're about the same. Yep. It'll be it'll. Like I said, the first three or four weeks will be very interesting to see what they do. 
So let's move on now. Obviously, we will preview ourselves um, next week uh, with an in-depth preview, break it down, offense, defense, special teams, um, along with some other topics. Um, but we will move to the other two teams in the conference, uh, other two remain teams, the, the bottom tier of the conference. But we'll start with that team I mentioned um, at the beginning that that could be that kind of surprise team, um, certainly in the East, but maybe even in, in the entire conference. Um, they, like us, uh, you know, transitioning uh, to FBS play. Uh, they have been, um, you know, seeing steady improvements um, in, in, you know, in their two years so far, and that's Coastal Carolina. Um, finished uh, five and seven last year. They missed out on that bowl game, but uh, they have uh, Jamie Chadwell, um, you know, a name that, Eagle Nation knows really well, um, was in the running for a head coaching job uh, with us, uh, you know, a while back. Um, a lot of people wanted him. There's some bad blood there, obviously. Um, but he uh, takes over after being an interim um, and uh, has got full reign now of that program. So that's that's going to be interesting, too. Not, obviously, uh, as dramatic of a, of a coaching change as you have at um, an App State or a Troy um, but uh, that that will be certainly interesting to watch as well. Um, you know what uh, what does that how does that team respond? What is the culture like? Uh, does anything change offensively um, when you know, with with philosophy under Chadwell? Um, so what, what what what's your thoughts on the shot to clears? You know this is a team that I don't I have honestly no clue what they're, they're an enigma. Do. They really are. <laughs> um, you know, Jerry Chadwell was very good at the FCS level. Um, was not very good with them his first year at head coach when he was the interim head coach in 17. Mm-hmm. Um, last year they started off pretty good and then finished, you know, on a four-game losing streak and, and didn't qualify for a ball. Um, I don't know. I mean, they have they have a, a sophomore quarterback in uh, Peyton that will um who had snaps last year so he should be you know kind of used to the to the speed of play at a college level they have a pretty good running back um in cj maribel um who is gonna um who's gotten a lot of kind of preseason accolades either second third team running back stuff along those lines um so we'll we'll kind of see i mean do they have the potential to sit there and be a surprise team and be a team that that can cause some trouble in this division? Certainly, they definitely have a pretty easier schedule to start off the season than most. They have Eastern Michigan at Kansas, Norfolk State, and then at UMass. So, you know, definitely we'll we'll know who they are by the time they play Massachusetts. That's for sure. Yeah, that will be um, a telltale game for sure. Yeah, that will be. And um, but I mean, I could. Could I see them going six and six, seven and five? Yes, but could I also see them going like one and eleven, two and ten? Right. I can certainly see that as well. It's it's really one of the so other. So you think that? I mean, you think that middle of the pack, you know, five hundred. That's that's pretty much their top out. I think so. Yeah. They get um, they're at App State, at us, and then at Arkansas State and at ULM. Um, they do get Troy at their place in. Louisiana um on a short week after they play Troy but yeah I think I think 500 but like their ceiling gotcha yeah it, it will be interesting I mean I, they, they have uh most of their uh offensive line returning it looks like 
Um, you know, you mentioned their running back. Uh, you know, their quarterback. They they kind of they pl- uh, platoon some guys um, last year. So it'll be you know interesting to see if they can kind of like decide on a guy um, this year. Um, I know that's something that that Chadwell, I believe, did a lot at Charleston Southern is is, is kind of platoon quarterback. So um, we we've certainly seen that at Georgia Southern, but it doesn't always work. Um, so that that will be an interesting storyline. Um, and then that defense is just gonna still needs a lot of work. Um, is you know it seems that it looks like they lost uh, you know some several guys um, on secondary, uh, so that's not gonna help things. Um, and uh, it looks like they lost their uh, top pass rusher as well uh, to Syracuse. Um, so, you know, that that honestly more than the offense, which obviously is what, uh, you know, Chadwell is known for, um, the, the, the defense might be their uh, their downfall. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he has, he has quite the uh, challenge ahead of him if they want to be competitive in this division. But is it is it there? Is it possible? Yes. But, again, I don't think it's this year maybe next year or the year after but i don't think i don't think that they're going to be really a team that contends in this division but if you take them lightly if you overlook them they'll beat you for sure yep all right so moving on to the commuter school in atlanta they were two and ten last year one and seven in the sun belt they entered their third year under sean elliott uh he's nine and 15 overall also kind of an enigma (laughs) you know you 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 have you know the so-called experts say that like that state's finally going to, you know, turn the corner and, and they, they look like they're, you know, going that way. And then last season happened. So, you know, the quarterback returns and uh, Dan Ellington, he's a decent quarterback. I mean, he th- threw for uh, almost 20, uh, 2,200 yards, uh, 12 touchdowns, um, and he's elusive too. Um, you know, we, we, we saw some of that when we played him up there uh, in that uh, converted – um, Turner Field, but you know what? What do you kind of see out of out of, out of state? Um, you know, do do you think they can improve on that two and ten record? Um, I I certainly think a bowl game is probably out of the question, but I mean, um, it's honestly all up, you know, always kind of up in the air for that that the, that school. They will be a, a better team as far as a tougher opponent. I don't think that will translate into a better record. Yep. Um, they have a pretty tough out-of-conference schedule with Tennessee, Western Michigan, and Army. And then, you know, of course, the Sun Belt. So they have to play Arkansas State and – or they get Arkansas State app in South Alabama and Troy all at home. So that's a pretty fable yeah, road. Yeah, but they – I mean, mean home. I don't have it off – Those are pretty I tough teams. I don't have it offhand. Yeah, tough teams – and I think with yeah. those teams and, and that program in particular, um, I don't know if that really makes a difference because, I mean, their well, their home well, that, record is and, not stellar. No, and they don't really have a home they crowd. They have no anyways. home crowd, yeah. No, the 12 so fans really in the, yeah, the 12 fans in the stands aren't going to make a difference. So, I mean, it's just I think they'll be a tougher opponent. And it's, it's, it's kind of one of those things where are they going to be better than last year? Yes, but will the record show it? No, I don't. Um, if they win more than four games, I'll be surprised. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they could improve on two and ten by you know winning three games, but I you know I I, I don't think yeah like, like you said I mean I, I think probably four 
five as the cap at max, and that would be considered a good season at this point. I don't know when, you know, you know, with Sean Elliott in his third year, um, in the very short history of that program, you know, they've, they've gone through some coaches. So, you know, I don't know when, you know, what, what's kind of the benchmark that, uh, you know, the powers to be have for Elliott, you know, to reach, to kind of keep him, um, you know, I mean, I don't think it can be high. Yeah. Like, 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 I don't really think that, I don't really think he's going anywhere. I mean, he could, he could, he could probably finish four or eight. I think he still has his job. I'll be shocked if they fire him. Um, but it's just going to be, you know, I think the big question with State is that what will it take to have a winning football team there? You know, everybody Again, wants to talk culture. about how it's, I mean, how, it's, it's yeah. changing the culture. I mean, you have your, you have the footprint. You've already got well, that's, that. Well, I mean, you have the footprint. The, the, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the thing, right? Like, you know, they talk about it's in Atlanta. It's it's in the middle of, of you know, all the great, you know, metro area football, you know, programs that are there. And then, you, you know, you're right here in the south anyway. So you have, you know, all of Georgia, you know, Florida, Tennessee, Alabama, South Carolina. You can go and recruit. Um, so it's just kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, Elliot's been at places where, you know, they've had culture. You know, it's, you know, what, who, you know, what will it take for somebody to come in here and win at this, at this, at this university? And, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you just don't know. So I think, um, I think, they, like I said, I don't think they get rid of him this year. I think if, if, if he has a four and eight season, they'll give him one more year after that. He may be gone, yeah. but. I don't really think that he's necessarily gone if they have another bad year after you know this year. I mean, the key for them is obviously recruiting, um, like you said, having that footprint, being in that that hot zone of talent. Um, but and and they, I mean, they, it's not that they've done bad in that area. I mean, they they've done fairly well on recruiting, um, but it's it's just piecing all that together, um, you know. So it, it all. We say all the time, you know, and that's why we don't spend too much time on recruiting. I mean, all the rankings and the stars and all that kind of stuff doesn't really carry that much weight. You know, it's it's, it's how you put it all together and, and who, who you retain and who actually pans out and all this kind of stuff. So, um, you know, they're obviously still a, a, a very new program. And because of the nature of the school, um, of, of being kind of more of a commuter school and not having that. Uh, you know, on-campus fan base and, and alumni fan base and all that um, that support them. I mean, it's it's hard to bring kids in that, that again, will buy into that program. It, it, I mean, that's kind of the theme of this episode, Cody, but I mean, it, it really is all about culture. You know, you, you, you have App State that has had that culture for a long time, and they've had the coaches that were ingrained in that program for a long time. What happens now when it's outsiders? Troy didn't really have a lot of identity. They have a long, you know, storied football history. Um, but, you know, th- they've just kind of built up in the Sun Belt, you know, in recent years. But now, again, uh, they lose that, consistent, that consistency and continuity. Um, and then with State, they never had it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so um, building, you know, figuring out who they are, who they want to be as a program. Um, you know, that's that that's really kind of uh, the overarching theme of this entire East Division. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, it's it's the 
the cultures of each program. That's why that's why I think we're in a pretty good spot this year. I'm just gonna. I'm I just think gonna we have that. the best. I mean, honestly, out of and and like I've thought about it before, but talking it out, talking through, um, you know, all all the different scenarios. It's it's honestly this conversation has made me more confident to be honest with you. At least from that standpoint, um, you know, I'm, I'm certainly confident in in our coaches and in our staff and our players. Um, but from a culture standpoint, we we have the best you know consistent culture um, of any team really in this entire division. Uh, maybe the conference, but certainly the the division because I mean everybody else has some kind of turmoil going on, some kind of turnover going on, you know? Yep, yep. I, I completely agree with you on that one. So I think that's about it, Cody. I mean, anything really to add? I mean, that we we did it with the West. We might as well do it, and we kind of alluded to it. But, I mean, obviously it's a little bit more tricky now that we're talking about a division that, uh, you know, we are in. Um, but, you know, who, who do you think, uh, you know, comes out of this division on top? Um... <sighs> See, that's a difficult question to answer. Um, I mean, you're darn right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Way less cut and dry than than the West. Yeah, it is. The West was a lot easier. This one, this one, I'm torn on. Part of me wants to say us. Part of me wants to say either App State or Troy. Um, it's clearly still a three team race, and honestly, you're not going to know the answer to that question until like week no. four or five. I mean, you're no, just not. You're not. I'm gonna say Troy. I'm gonna say Troy right I now. I agree. Based yeah. based on based on our road schedule and 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 I think we'll get into more of this in the next episode with our our preview. Yep. Um, I think I'm gonna have to lean to Troy right now. I think so too. Uh, for the reasons we said, I think they will have the smoother transition with a coaching staff compared to App. Um, them and App both have an easier schedule than us. Um, I, I, I do think because of that, I think the schedule will hurt us more, which will obviously benefit them. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily that they will be the better team or a significantly better team than us. Um, same with app, but I, I, I do think that where, you know, some of that drop off may occur with the coaching changes. Um, I think, uh, it will, it will even out, um, with the strength of schedule. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, but it's wait and see. I'll I'll feel. I think we need to revisit this after the, our first bye week before we get into conference play. For sure. All right, Cody. So we will pick this up next week. I cannot wait because we will be talking and only talking about our Georgia Southern Eagles, um, breaking down all three sides of the ball, um, and uh, also talking you know some some transfer portal stuff and. Um, just, you know, a very eventful off season. Obviously we took, uh, you know, some time off, um, since, since our last episode, you know, earlier this year, but, um, we will, uh, kind of break down all of that, um, and more and projected, uh, depth chart and all that good stuff, um, coming up. So, so, so can't wait. Can't wait either, man. All right. Hail Southern Cody. Hail Southern Matt. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gottatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gotta Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gattatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation. 
Regatta and Hail Southern.